Hey, welcome to our podcast. My name is Julian and I am the founder of Purpose. Listen, we are extremely excited and so honored that you have decided to join us today. Our desire is to point you to Jesus because we believe that our purpose is found in his presence. Now, we hope that you enjoy today's message and that it encourages you. Check it out. everyone welcome to another episode on purpose podcast i am thrilled extremely thrilled to uh to be sharing today's message and really a message that i feel that the lord placed in my heart throughout this week and uh again i just want to welcome every single person if this is your first time listening to the podcast welcome i am thrilled we are excited that you have joined i i pray and i hope that this message resonates with you and that it blesses you. And let me just say this, okay, for the record. If you did not know before, now you know Jesus loves you. And if you ask me, well, Julian, how do you know that, right? How do you know Jesus loves me? Well, it's simple. He, he demonstrated that on the cross he died for your sins. He he died so that you can have a relationship with him. And he loves you so, so very much that, that he gave himself as a ransom for us. And so if you ever doubted or if you ever, I don't know, forgot, or maybe you just never heard it before, I just want to tell you that we believe that Jesus loves you so very much. And before I go into the into the the message, I, I want to share with you. If you guys haven't seen this movie called Jesus Revolution, I I implore you. I, I I highly recommend this this movie. It is phenomenal. It's it's not those you know cheesy, cringy Christian movies. It's raw, authentic, and and it really ministered my life. And so, I, without giving any spoilers, right? Because this is a spoiler-free podcast, okay? But without giving it any spoilers, I think it's it was just one of the most amazing Christian movies that even people that are not in the faith, don't, they don't believe in Jesus, they don't believe in God, I think they can get something out of this movie as well. It's it's a beautiful movie, but but without giving too much away, right? I wanna I wanna tell you guys a little bit of what stood out to me in this movie is number one. Everyone is searching for God, but are looking in the wrong places. I've said this before. Our generation is, is looking for love. It's looking for acceptance. They're just looking for it in the wrong area. Many of them are, are seeking affirmation and acceptance. And let me tell you that there is no one greater than than, than Jesus to accept you the way you are. And maybe maybe some other people are going to require you to change, but but Jesus is the is the only one that will accept you how you are, messy, dirty, all messed up, and love you anyway. And so one thing that stood out to me from this movie right off the gate was man, everyone is searching for God. Whether they know it or not, whether they want to accept it or not, everyone is searching for God. They're just looking at, at, or they're just looking for it in all the wrong places. Another thing that stood out to me is that, listen, if you want to experience something different, 
you have to do things differently. It, it's, it doesn't make sense that you expect different results by doing the exact same thing. I'm not going to give it away uh, as to why I say that and, and what stood out to me in the movie. But if you want to experience something different in your life, you're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to do things differently in your life. If you want a better marriage, you're going to have to do things differently. If you want a better relationship with your kids, if you want a better relationship with your parents, if you want a better relationship with God, you got to do things differently. And not expect the fact that, you know, well, I just go to church on Sunday. Well, I do this, but I don't see results. Well, what if you, what if you tried it differently? Right? Like do something different. Another thing that, that, uh, that stood out to me in this movie is that little doesn't limit God. Okay. Little doesn't limit God. Everything starts off small, whether it's a business, whether it's a dream, whether it's a goal, whatever. Everything starts off small, but little doesn't limit God. Another thing, a couple more things that I that I want to share with you that stood out from this movie. It's that pride will hinder what God can do through you. And I'm reviewing these things and I'm sharing these things with you because these things are going in hand in hand with today's message. Uh, pride will hinder what God can do through you. Another thing is not everyone is going to support you. If you haven't learned that already, let me be the the, the one to remind you not everybody is going listen, it's going it is impossible for someone to have a hundred percent approval rate. You're going to ruffle some feathers. You are going to displease some people, but I'd rather displease people than to displease God. So not everyone is going to support you, but there are some that will, and they're going to stick with you to the end. The last thing that stood out for me from this movie, Jesus Revolution, is we're not that important to stop what God wants to do. Like We're not that great and that important and that big to stop what God wants to do in this generation, in your community. So what I'm saying is no matter what you do, no matter what you've done, it's not going to stop the flow of God in your, in, in your community, in, in, in the people around you. You play a vital role. Let me tell you this. You play a vital role to what God wants to do, but we're not that big to stop what God wants to do. He is going to do what he wants to do. And, and so today I want to talk to you on the subject. It's the little things. And going back to one of the things that I shared on the review of this movie is little doesn't limit God. Everything starts off little. Everything starts off little. In the book of Proverbs, it teaches us to not despise the small beginnings. Everything starts off small. Even you. Even you started off small. You need a dependency on your parents. 
and your guardians to feed you, to nourish, nourish you. And now look, if you're a full grown person, you're, you're, you're bigger than what you were when you were a baby. Everything starts off small. But if we are still living, we are still growing. And if we are still breathing, there is still purpose in our life. And so I want to talk to you today on the subject. It's the little things. And I, for one, I appreciate the little things. If you, let me take you back uh, in 2018 when all this podcast started. I started with my iPhone 6, okay, with a $15 microphone that I found in Amazon. And that's how I started. I just plugged it in. There was no intro. There was no outro. Nothing like that. Nothing like there is right now, right? You'll find an intro with a welcoming and then mics that are plugged into a interface. And so God has been really good. But the way I started to the way I am to what the setup that I have now, it's night and day, y'all. It really is. I, I, I remember even even giving the message in the kitchen of our first apartment when my wife and I got married. She used to work at Dillard's at that time. And so when she would go and work, I would I would work from home and then I would, you know, create content. And I remember just putting like a tripod with a clamp for the phone and plugging in that that raggedy mic and just started recording and started preaching and started sharing content. And now by the grace of God and all glory to God, this podcast reaches people all over the world. I'm mind blown to the reach that Purpose Podcast has. And it's not because of me. It's not because of how the intro or the it's nothing like that. It's the hand of God. It's him sending these messages to the people that need to hear it. And so I encourage you to share this message with somebody because maybe they're going through something that is big to them. But one thing that I've learned about God is that what may seem big to us is little to God. I read this book and and it talked about a chapter where it says you have to resize, and I'm getting a little bit ahead, but it says to resize your giant, right? In the story of David and Goliath, Goliath was not a little person. He was not a shrimp. Like this guy was tall. This guy was built. This guy was strong. But David resized Goliath, not to the measure of himself, but to the measure of God. And I'm going to get into that story a little later on. And so, Julian, you're getting ahead of yourself. But that's true. You have to resize your problems. The reason they seem so big is because you keep focusing on them. And I'm not saying to be, you know, if there's a light bill and say, well, Julian said to not focus on it and just throw it in the trash. No, you have to pay your bills. Okay. You can't avoid those. But I'm talking about the deep stuff. I'm talking about anxiety. I'm talking about depression. I'm talking about addictions. I'm talking about what you feel you can't overcome because they seem too big for your life. And maybe you're right. Maybe they are too big for you, but they're not too big for God. And with God, all things are possible. 
And so for me, I appreciate really the little things. And we can even say that the little changes we make can make some of the greatest differences. And maybe not right away, right? We don't always see change right away. But that's what process looks like. It never, it usually never looks like the promise. Let me put it like this. The process oftentimes never looks like the promise. And I want to join, I want to, uh, I want you to follow me to the book of James chapter three, verse four. And we're going to read several scriptures today, and I don't want to take too much of your time, but I want to, I want to, I want to jump to James chapter three, verse four, and it says like this, or take the ships for an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. You know, we often want to do these great things and we do. We, we want to accomplish great things. But what if it starts off small? What if the little things that we do, what if the little changes that we make will eventually become the greatest differences in our life? Here, James is writing, man, take the ships for an example. Although they're so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Which brings me to my first thing is the little things we do can lead us to do great things. This little rudder has the power to steer a big ship wherever the pilot wants to go. And then it continues. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Y'all, listen, your tongue, what you say, is powerful. It's strong. Through the, through, the, uh, through the tongue, the Bible says that it could ignite with a small spark of a blazing fire in the forest. But this is what I've learned about a fire. It can either ignite a passion or it can destroy a passion. Okay. Just like just like the tongue can 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 be boastful, can can give compliments, can, you know, build somebody up. It can also destroy people. The tongue is powerful, y'all. It says, consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. A great fire doesn't start with a great fire. It starts with a little spark. Maybe that's what you need today. Maybe you don't need this huge blazing furnace, but you need a small spark. Because maybe your faith is dying out. Maybe your your trust in God is dying out and you need a little spark. And that's really all we need sometimes with God. We need a little spark. We need a little spark that will ignite our passion to seek God and to, and to at the end of the day, to let people know that there is a God that loves them. And so the little things we do can lead us to do great things. Look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 31. He said, 
He told him another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field, though it is the smallest of all seeds. Yet when it grows, that is the key. When it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. So here Jesus is talking about a parable about a mustard seed that something so small taking care of in the right way can make a huge, huge impact, can grow into something amazing. And listen, there are seeds that we that we plant in our lives, whether it's seeds of bitterness. Sometimes it's often just the little things that, that get us upset. It, it's the little things that causes us to be offended or resentful or bitterness that was started off small and wasn't uprooted. It became into something great. It grew into a full-blown hate towards somebody. And it applies the same, same thing. If you plant little seeds of appreciation, of gratitude, of love, of peace, of mercy, you have no idea what God can do through that for it to grow and not only be, be beneficial for you, but for those around you. And so every seed, which goes to my second uh, thought, every seed needs to be stewarded intentionally. We can't just throw seeds and expect for it to grow automatically. A farmer will tell you that it doesn't work that way. If you ever grown a plant, you know that you can't just throw a seed in some dirt and expect it to grow on its own. You have to nurture it. You want your marriage to grow. You want your relationship with God to grow. You want your business to grow. You have to, you have to invest in it. You have to sow some seeds. Because something so small as a seed, think of it an, an apple tree, right? Or an apple seed. Something so small, planted, nurtured, making sure it grows intentionally, can bring so much great fruit. And not just fruit for you. I've never seen an apple tree eat its own fruit. An apple tree grows so that others can enjoy from it. We grow so that others can enjoy from what we have sown in our life, wisdom, peace, love, joy. Let me, let me lead you to another scripture that is very known, very, very known, but it's, it's, it's something that what other people see as small. And often, oftentimes this can get us into a little bit of a trouble. In John chapter 6, verse 9, it says, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fishes. But how far will they go among so many? This is the, the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Uh, disciples are saying, hey, tell, uh, he's, they're telling Jesus, hey, tell the people to go away because they're getting hungry. He says, no, you feed them. And they bring a boy that has, you know, five small loaves of bread and two small fishes and they even question Jesus. This is all we have. This is the little that we have. How far can this really go? Let me just say this. Little in the hands of Jesus is much. 
You just ha have to have the faith. It. You just have to have faith in it. He says, here is a boy with five small loaves of bread and two small fish. But how far will they go? Listen, God will use what seems little so we can unlearn limitations. They were limited by what they saw. But Jesus didn't see little. Jesus saw an opportunity to show them that it was it's not about what they can do, but what is brought to Jesus and what he can do through your little. The, t the Bible talks a lot about, you know, being faithful in the little, right? Luke talks about two aspects of little things that can make a huge difference. The Bible says that that if you are faithful in the little, you will be faithful in the much. But if you are dishonest in the little, you will be dishonest in the much. That's powerful because you you're either faithful in the little. You can't be dishonest in the little and faithful in the much. It doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't work that way. Whatever you do with the little that you have. It will be equivalent to what you would do if you had much. So you, you can't. Say, well, you know, if I had this, then maybe I'll do that. If I had enough money, then maybe I would feed the poor. If I had this amount of stuff, then I would give it away. No, you wouldn't. If you hoard the blessings over your life for you and you don't share with you with what you have, then why do you why do you expect God that he will give you so much more if you are not faithful with the little that you actually have? Yeah, if. I have given that mic that I mentioned in the beginning. I gave that away because there was a kid that wanted to start a podcast as well. And so I thought, okay, maybe this would be a good souvenir or a good gift, right? What I started with a small, he can use it and then, you know, it'll be a great story. Never used it. That's not my problem. I was just. I just wanted to be generous before the mics that I have right now. And they're not even that great expensive mics, but I, my wife bought me a Yeti and I, and I spoke with a, a gentleman, uh, a friend of ours this past weekend. And he's, he wants to become a preacher. He feels called to be a preacher to, you know, to, to preach God's word. And, and he said, you know, and I told him, you know, I think podcasting will, will help you develop the gift of, of speaking. It'll develop you. And he said, okay. And I asked him, what, what do you, do you have any mics that you can record? And he said, no, I, at the moment I don't, but, you know, maybe I can look for some. And I just felt in my heart, I'm going to give him the Yeti. I'm going to give him that mic. And I told him, listen, I'll invest in you. I'll give you the mic for free and uh, use it so that you can develop your gift in the Lord. And, and here's the thing. I, if we are asking God for more, what have we done with what he's already given us with the little that we have? I'm telling you, it, it, the little things that we do can either hinder our purpose or it can help in our purpose. I spoke about, you know, Sam, I'm not Samuel, but in the book of Samuel, in the first in the first book of Samuel, chapter 17, verse 41, we see 
a story that is very well known and and I'm almost done but we see a a story that is very well known is about David and Goliath and maybe if you're not a bible reader maybe you've heard certain you know references about this story I'm not going to get into the whole context of the story I really encourage you to to study this uh this portion it's a great great story and it's found in Sam in 1 Samuel chapter 17 but I want to focus on a few verses because in this story you know um we see Goliath and very prideful very strong uh intimidating the people of God and let me just say it like this a little pride can destroy your great purpose a little bit of pride can destroy your great purpose That's why David said, "Search me, O God, that there is no offensive way so I may not sin against you." Search me, God, because I don't want any pride, any resentment, any any bitterness that will offend you and that will hinder my purpose. And so there's a story again about David and Goliath, and we can see it in many different perspectives, but Today let's step into the massive shoes of Goliath, shall we? I know we talk in the reference of David, right? You're young, there's giants in front of you, which is true. We like I mentioned in the beginning, we we often fight giants, but we have to resize those giants. Not to our measure, but to the measure of God. But today I I want to step into the huge shoes of Goliath. Um Goliath, let's read the scripture. I'm going to read it for you. It, it says like this in verse 41. Meanwhile, the Philistine, which is Goliath, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy. That's a key word right there. little more than a boy glowing with health and handsome and he despised him okay he despised him he looked down on him he didn't take him seriously he said to david am i a dog that you come at me with sticks and the philistine cursed david by his gods come here he said and now give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Now I'm not going to get into it, but I will say this spoiler. David is not the one that dies at the end, okay? However, let's look in the perspective and in the shoes of Goliath. The Bible says that Goliath saw David and saw that he was a little bit more than a boy. Let me put it like this, okay? Because we think that the enemy will often throw us his these great bazookas of of attacks the devil doesn't always attack you that is very um noticeable sometimes it's so it's the little things that are very subtle for example have you ever had a small rock in your shoes and you were walking in and honestly it brought discomfort while you were walking Have you have you ever done that like I remember in school when I would when I would run in the playground and there was little rocks right and my shoelaces were always untied and so rocks would 
get inside my shoe. And I remember trying to walk or even trying to run in it, and I couldn't. I had to stop to get the rock out. And so the devil isn't going to throw you a stone all the time. He'll often throw you little lies so they can grow into something that you believe in. Sometimes he'll throw little offenses so that you can hold on to them and have bitterness and resentment toward that person. Sometimes he'll think he'll make you think that it's just a little gossip and it won't hurt anybody, but it hinders you. It hinders you. It probably won't hinder the other person, but it'll hinder you. And so here Goliath sees David as a little boy and despises him. Just as much as the little that we are faithful, God will entrust us with much. The little that we are dishonest, the little that we allow things in our life, the little things that we allow to offend our hearts will, will cause some, some of the greatest discomfort discomforts in our walk with Jesus. And so one of the things that you have to do that I learned when I was a kid, that you have to take off those offenses. You got to take off those rocks that are hindering you in your walk with Jesus. You see, if, if I can leave you with something today, y'all, is make little changes today that will make the greatest impact in your life tomorrow. So, again, spoiler alert, Goliath despised, looked down on David because he was small. And that was his greatest, greatest mistake because he looked down on those little things that he didn't think were important and he brushed it away. And that little boy using a little rock was the destruction of Goliath. Now, I'm not saying that you're a Philistine and you are this giant. I'm not saying that, but if we can learn from Goliath, it is to not be, uh, not to get it twisted to think that little things in our life that that go unchecked, that they won't cause the greatest discomfort in our lives. Sometimes we're looking at the fruit, right, of all these bitterness, of all this hurt, of all this. It's not the fruit, it's the seed. It's the seed that we allow to grow in our hearts. It's the seed that we allow that the enemy to grow in our lives that, that now is producing the fruit. So if I can tell you anything, I'm glad that you're noticing the, the fruit and the evidence of the things that are going wrong in your life. But there was a seed that was planted there and you got to ask God to uproot that seed. And for him to plant the little seeds of faith that can move m mountains just like a mustard seed. Because little things make the biggest differences. I want to encourage you today to look at your life and make little changes. You don't have to worry about the big changes. I, they'll get there. But what can you do today? Can you read a little bit more of his word? Can you worship him a little bit more? Can you pray a little bit more? Can you be grateful a little bit more? Can, can you compliment your spouses a little bit more? Can you do a little bit more for somebody else? I'm telling you, those little things go a long way with God. I want to pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, 
I thank you for every single person that is listening to this episode, to this message. I pray, Lord, that as as this message continues, Lord, that you were stirring something in their hearts and in their spirits, that there's little things in our life that we need to uproot, and there are little things in our lives that need, we need to work on to see great differences in, in our lives. Father, I pray that you be with us. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you show us those little things that we need to give to God. And thank you, Jesus, that you didn't stay little, but you grew and that you died for our sins and you took our place at the cross. I just pray for every single person that is on the other side of this device. I pray that you be with them. I pray that you strengthen them. I pray that you give them peace that surpasses all understanding. I know and I believe that you have great purpose over their life. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. We want to thank you again for joining us today. We hope that that message was a blessing to your life. We also want to thank everyone who gives generously to this ministry. Look, our goal is to reach people from all over the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And with your help and your contribution, we are able to reach people and expand this ministry. So if you'd like to give today, the link is found in the description. We are grateful that you would partner up with us today. Would you help us share this message with a friend? or share it on your social media story. And if you'd like, tag us. We'd love to connect with you. And remember, you have a purpose over your life. Have a blessed week.